0: I want a like, hospice nurse to describe me as cantankerous someday.
1: I describe you as that Life now. Life goal. I, I, I do not <laughs> yeah, have but a problem like a stranger. that. Like a stranger. Yeah. Like no one who knows you. Right.
2: Someone who's not married to you. Um, Speaking of... Here comes the bride, all
1: dressed in.
2: Why
1: do we do half the things we still do at weddings? And who's gonna write all those checks? It's my wedding industrial complex. Welcome to My
2: Wedding Industrial Complex, the wedding podcast for people who are afraid of weddings. I'm Liz. I'm getting married. I'm Tegan. I'm not getting married. She's such a
1: ray of, of light and love in my life. <laughs> Um, That's very sweet of you to say. Well, it's true. What a what a lovely segue that was. <laughs> We're not getting married to each other. No, in fact, today's guest is, in fact, probably a future and frequent guest is my fiance because you don't plan a wedding by yourself generally or you're doing it wrong. This is
2: Damon. Hi. <laughs> That's Damon. He's marrying Liz. He's marrying I'm me. I'm marrying no one, not but I'm you. very pleased to watch the two of them marry each other. In real time, <laughs> I did not mean that to sound so aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm marrying no one. <laughs> I'm marrying myself. Happy Valentine's Day, no one. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day, me. I'll <laughs> be one of those people who just like gets married to herself, like Jane Lynch did. No, no. She, our character
1: in Glee did.
2: <laughs> some, some real person did, or like attempted to. It's like you don't have to. You don't have to do that. Mm. It's not easier to like do you that you super don't it's also so not necessary yeah if you want to like be married to yourself literally the easiest way to do that would to just be like i am accepting no, no further am, offers i am married to, right, like i am married to myself now and like throw a party if you want to but like yeah but it doesn't have to be a, a whole wedding lot of, it's a whole lot of paperwork for just you and yourself good lord you got two witnesses. Binding you to you? That's dumb.
1: <laughs> um, today's episode, uh, uh, I don't know if you've caught on to this, listeners. Uh, we're slowly working our way through the actual process of getting married step by step. So you can follow along and plan your own wedding. <laughs> it's not going to be a very thorough guide.
2: Who's to say? <laughs> Who's to this say? This could be all you need. We don't know your life. We it's, don't know what kind of
1: wedding you're trying to do. That's possible. If you're trying to do exactly the wedding that Damon and I are doing, you might get enough
2: information to do it. Maybe so we're going to protect the innocent. And then also you're going to have to come here and fight Liz and Damon because that's it's rude. Plagiarism. It's rude. It's plagiarism. Wedding plagiarism.
0: This is an open source wedding. This is an open source <laughs> wedding.
1: Yeah. We're going to put it on project <clears throat> Gutenberg. Um, so today's episode we're actually talking about, I think this is like basically the first step of an actual wedding. Cause our past two episodes were engagement rings and proposals Engagement
2: process. Yes. Yeah.
1: So this is, uh, the thing that the not would like you to believe is we wildly, uh, variable, uh, your wedding budget.
2: Um, hooray, hooray money. money.
1: <sighs> um, we actually, I feel like of, of, of my experience in other people's weddings, which is mostly like TLC shows, I think we have our finger on the pulse of, budgeting pretty well and i think mostly that is due to you Damon i think that um your spreadsheets and money figuring has kept us uh on track and in a good spot and i was wondering if you would want to tell us a little bit about like talk i mean i can contribute too cuz i helped but we could talk about <clears throat> how we came to our wedding wedding budget and what we're doing to save for the wedding talk spreadsheets to us Damon and then later we can talk about i mean I know that we've already mentioned this. Like the average cost of a wedding in the United States is like insane. Insane. I think it's like thirty five thousand dollars, but in Chicago Ooh. that jumps up to sixty five thousand dollars. So many dollars. It's absurd. It's only. It's less expensive only than New uh, New York and New Jersey, right next to New York. Well, well, Chicago, get your shit
0: together. And that's something about numbers that you should understand when you're getting into a wedding. Right. Is that like an average is the, like, you sum all of the numbers together and divide it by all of the weddings that have happened. Right. And you get the number that is, air quotes, in the middle.
1: Right, but But, it's not the median.
0: It's not. You actually want the median price, which we are, I think, pretty near to. Oh, for real? In the the grand scheme of things. Yeah, I think that, like, by and large, most people probably spend in the neighborhood of we were probably on the low side of that number, but sure. I think most people spend between like ten and fifteen thousand dollars.
1: It's just nuts to me. Like that seems like a very large amount of money to me. And uh, the thing that I've noticed the most is that like going through wedding planning, uh, things do cost a lot of money. But I think there's like diminishing returns. Like I don't know these people who are like obviously spending way more than sixty thousand dollars to bring the average up that high. Like what are you
2: buying that? Ponies. Ponies? Is Pony rides for everybody. How much ponies cost?
0: I think the thing that really drags it up is just man hours. like Oh, that's people, if like you're, People effort. And is, the more
1: people you invite to your wedding, the more your budget has to jump up by like hundreds of dollars. Well,
0: because I think that at that point you're involving more people. Right, like not exponentially, but um,
1: but like more people at the wedding guests, and then more people to like serve more food and 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 more. Yeah, I mean,
2: I'm I'm also just thinking about I went to the wedding of a couple of friends, uh, in California earlier this year, and it was this beautiful wedding, and they were having an outdoor wedding, and it was like late May, and they live in San Diego or they live like outside of San Diego, but the wedding was gonna be in San Diego, and it was like if you're gonna if you're gonna stake your money on an outdoor wedding. Like San Diego in May is about as safe of a bed (laughs) as you're going (laughs) to get. And psych, it was 50 degrees and pouring rain. Oh no! And it was supposed to be outside in this like beautiful botanical garden. And there ended up being like, we ended up fixing it. You know, like I was there sort of helping out and um, we were able to like get it all solved. But basically what happened was like one of the brides, uh, her parents were like, Okay, we're just gonna like figure this out. We're just gonna get a tent. Like we're just gonna they rented hide. a last-minute tent. tent. Wow. And like, mm. you know, it was it totally solved the problem. Like it really it saved the wedding, basically. Uh, but at the same time, I was just thinking, I was like, mm, I do not want to ask how much that costs to so do much. like the day of yeah.
0: emergency tent. Emergency
2: yeah. tent in California. Like that's
1: another thing that like the cost of things goes goes way, way up the longer you wait. It's like plane tickets. Oh with, yeah, like,
2: absolutely. It's like I mean, I feel like that's the case for a lot of things, but especially for like services, you know, if you're, if you're trying to hire somebody to do something super last minute, especially if it's clearly very important to you, uh, I think people both it's, Reasonable because it's like you know you're not giving them a lot of time to prepare. And right, maybe you got to make it worse for things. yourself as a vendor anyway. Exactly, but also I think like you're able to sort of charge a little bit more when you know that like somebody absolutely needs this to get done and like they will pay what you ask. Yeah, um, <laughs> because they have no other option. Otherwise, you're standing outside in the 50 degree rain. Exactly. Like, oh my god, that sounds miserable. <laughs> Those poor people. It was yeah, it turned out lovely, but oh, it was like it was a very stressful morning because we were just looking at the sky like. No. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you gonna cool it? Hey, no, don't. Okay,
1: okay. Um, but Damon, let's talk about let's talk about spreadsheets and let's talk about how we arrived at our. Let's uh, talk about spreadsheets. No, let's talk about no. <clears throat> this is a podcast I'll about go. weddings. <laughs> um, the sassy stuff isn't until
0: later. It's later. You know, I don't really remember how we got to our number. I don't like, either.
1: I think that I, I think that
0: was some made up math that we pretended that we could save this amount of money
1: Well, yeah.
0: in the time that we had. Oh, you know
1: what I think it was to find that estimate? We went on, maybe it was a practical wedding, which is a website I actually really like, um, and they had like a calculator.
0: So what I think you're remembering is there was a calculator, either on practical wedding or on the knot, that we put in what we wanted to do, where we wanted to do it, but that still returned a budget of like fifteen thousand dollars, I think, yeah, yeah, like almost sixteen thousand dollars, and I remember us and
1: working backwards from what we could set aside per paycheck, yes, in the amount of time before the wedding happened.
0: Yes, and I think that we were on see like that we've changed it since yeah. then though, and i I know that we arrived at a number. That made sense based on savings that we had already done and like the rate at which we could set money aside, um, but v- relatively recently we realized that, that wasn't working for us. Yeah, and we sort of reverse engineered again how to hit that number, and that number for us was um, it's about ten thousand five hundred dollars.
1: Yeah,
0: um, which is just a goal to.
1: To save, too.
0: To save, two, But we
1: don't necessarily want to spend all of that. Sure.
0: Yeah. Um, the, if we
1: could not, that'd be great. Right. That's sort of your top. Your yeah. top. Yeah. That's the amount yeah. of money we will be able to save by the time we get married.
0: Yes. <laughs> and that felt palatable uh, when we were starting to figure out what things were going to cost and what what we could bear the burden of in the time. Yeah. And what we did, though, is from that initial uh, calculator estimate, the $16,000 number so I converted all of the. the so they gave us a, like a line item budget. Oh of, yeah,
1: they broke. You're it down. gonna spend
0: this on flowers. You're gonna spend this on a photographer. You're gonna spend this on the alcohol for the wedding. And right. They all had like suggested things.
1: percentages for each item.
0: Well, or, no. So they had dollar amounts for those. Oh. Eyes. What I did. Was you did that part. I converted that into percentages of the overall budget. You're so good. And then fed that into a calculator based on that imaginary <laughs> ten thousand five hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> number that we came up with and got the numbers that we were able to allocate for those various items.
1: Yeah. And the percentages are kind of off based on what our priorities are for a wedding. Um,
0: yeah. Like it gave us the rough, it gave us what the not thought we should spend on a wedding, mm-hmm. um, which the, our priorities are different. Like yeah. we uh, were loping. Mm-hmm. Um, so like there's a lot of costs and like venue and whatnot that aren't necessarily the same. Yeah. What we're doing um, is
1: sort of like a half wedding, like where we're eloping, we're but then we're having a
2: party. The we're mostly day. having
0: a wedding reception. Yes. Like-
2: yes. Yeah. I mean, which I think for, for the non religiously observant is a very reasonable way to have a wedding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's more or less what my brother and sister-in-law did when they got married a few years ago, they get, oh, they've been married no like five years, maybe. Um, and they, yeah, they, neither of them is religious. And so they just had sort of the ceremony and the reception at the same time. Yeah. Uh, like we just sort of were in this one venue space and we were just starting a party and then, you know, her brother is a lawyer. And so he like married them and, and, on the stage at this little, this, I mean, it wasn't a little venue, but at, at this venue, venue, like they just went on stage and they got married and then the band took their place on the stage and it was like, we're already at the wedding. Nice. Which I think is a very nice and reasonable way to go about things. Cause it simplifies shit for everybody. Mm-hmm. And like, if you don't need Jesus's blessing, then like, you don't got to save <laughs> yourself. Yeah. And uh, money and don't fucking rent a church unless you have some like really intense in-laws that you need to appease, in which case that's a separate issue. And a separate podcast episode. Yeah, we'll, we'll, da- we'll <laughs> yeah. address that in a later episode. Yeah. But for right now- I've definitely
0: had uh, a religious friends that um, that I know did had weddings? very, very, very religious weddings, um, yeah. which like that, that's how you make those relationships work. Like yeah. you you do the things you got to do. Um, and it and is like,
1: like you forget like it's easy to forget because everybody tries to tell you that it's like your day, but it is about joining two families together and like right. a really bad way to do that would be to like, <laughs> tell, say, <laughs> like, tell fuck your God. <laughs> <laughs>
2: fuck your God. Yeah. It's so mm. not a good way to start. <laughs> Maybe not the greatest way to start a Is that a
0: t-shirt? Like,
2: it, it will be Find yeah. it in our merch shop <laughs> When we've got merch uh, We're just gonna have a t-shirt That says <laughs> fuck, fuck your god. god And then people who don't Listen to the show Are gonna be like I thought this was a wedding podcast And we're gonna be like You gotta get it for context <laughs> It's gonna have an engagement ring In the middle of it For like no reason otherwise Yeah <laughs> that the oh in god Is gonna be an engagement, an engagement ring. ring Yeah, yeah. Um, Alright if anybody uh, Is a, like a merch designer you um, Email us Hey anybody out
1: there Make merch Um. So
0: So where do we leave off We
1: so- came up with an imaginary Number somehow That we don't remember how and yes. We figured out how to, how much we could set aside from our paychecks.
0: Okay. So, yes. yeah, let me jump back in on that. So, we converted those, we converted the made up budget that the knot gave us mm-hmm. into percentages. And then I took those percentages and fueled them with the imaginary $10,500 um, yeah. number that we came up with that I forget how. Um, that Somehow gave us it made sense. Uh, came to you in a dream. Uh, really, just like benchmarks to to line up against. And this is where I got really spreadsheety with it. Is that um, so? You have to imagine this. Like, there's three different columns here. So is there, um, there's the column that the not gave of us that I largely ignore. That is just there as like it's an alarming. This number. is how I. This is the foundation on which this. House of Sand is built. <laughs> um, and then there is uh, our adjusted estimate. That's the all of the numbers that fall out when you take the percentages from that first column and combine it with our number. And that's how you wind up with like, you know, instead of $1,800 for a venue, I think our initial number was something like like $1,300 Yeah, based on how it adjusted. And then what I did is I tied that second column to a third column, where I would put the actual number that we spent on something.
1: Yeah, as we spend things, we fill that in.
0: So as we yeah as we spend thing as we spend money, we fill that in with the hard numbers of what things are actually costing us as we go along. Mm-hmm. And what that does is uh, it pulls the fake number from the second column out, places that with a zero, and then readjusts the uh, with the money that is left over, so that we now see that we have more or less money, depending on what we, what kind of deals we've gotten and what we've spent or overspent on this thing or or the other thing, um, and it's actually worked out really well in uh, helping incentivize us towards um, uh, saving as much money as we can yeah, in this sure. whole process because uh, it's um, we're I think. By and large, we've really beaten a lot of those goals um, that that uh, that that adjusted estimate gave us
1: in terms of like line items where we found a better deal.
0: We found a better deal, but I think really, and this goes back to priorities, is that like we've decided there's a number of things that we're not going to do. Yeah. Um. Like we are creating, we're curating our own playlist for the whole night. Yeah. Instead of DJ. hiring a DJ again because people hours or. The most expensive part of this whole thing sure. mm-hmm. um, so like I get to throw a big old goose egg in like in my DJ's hard spot. number column in the DJ spot and then all of a sudden we have I think the like non I think the adjusted estimate for that was something like nineteen hundred dollars so now we have nineteen hundred dollars that we get to That's redistribute DJ so elsewhere yeah
2: it is it's like the when
1: you're but hiring Dead Mouse, like w- what? <laughs> Dead Mouse himself, <laughs> supported by Daft Punk. Um, uh, who the, would know? Really,
0: who, you could <laughs> tell
1: if we put the masks on. Just you put a be able helmet on somebody. Yeah. You could just say it's Daft Punk. I wonder Who's if my say? sister would wear a Daft, uh, Daft Mouse. Yeah, Daft she Mouse. Daft mouse. Da- that's
2: their crossover band.
1: Yeah, um,
2: yeah, and and I think
1: that another important thing, like a friend of ours who had gotten married and had like a very lovely wedding, told us um, that the key to his uh, like the wedding planning thing that kept them from going crazy and murdering each other was to, like, pick a couple of things that were really important and do those things and then kind of let everything else slide or uh, sort of phone it in. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, you can have all those things, but, like, you don't want to spend – like, if you – if you feel like a DJ is very, very important to you, you put your money focus there and then everything else sort of adjusts to that.
2: Right. You sort of, you, you prioritize, you think about like, okay, what is the thing that's like, if I'm picturing my dream wedding, like what are the things that are the most important for me to have be perfect and like yeah, expensive and fancy? And then, yeah, yeah you sort of, you, you let the rest kind of trickle down from there and see like, okay, well what do I have left for the things that are not as important?
1: Yeah. And I think for us, I think we figured that like, The venue, the food, and the drink were most important to us. Is that fair? I feel Um, like it's been kind of a mishmash.
0: Venue, I don't think we put a lot of importance on. Like we wanted something nice, and we wanted
1: well, we wanted it in a neighborhood that reminded us of where we what uh, what Chicago we know. Yeah,
0: we wanted uh, we wanted it to be in what felt like home because we went out to like a West Side neighborhood. That um, was a, a nice venue, but like you walk outside and it's very much it's like West Side of Chicago, which is like it's factories. very yeah. it Used to be factories, a lot of just like uh, it was a very like everything there had a purpose, and like there's not a lot of ornament to the buildings or the houses, and and not like a lot of
1: neighborhood feeling. It felt like if yeah. the businesses we were, were also open, on no a, one was there. We
0: were also on a very busy street. Out there, like yeah, we were right sure. on Grand, which is like four lanes where we were, right? It's busily a highway, so like, like not the type of place that I necessarily want to be sending my guests out into the night at like 11 o'clock, you, wind you know? them really hard. <laughs> um, uh, wine
2: them like with wine, With or wine? Like, I was just picturing like a whole bunch, of, like that, all of your guests were just like human size. Wind up soldiers. Oh, if we wind, wind, wound, you, them. you wind them, you wound them all up. <laughs> it's you possible. Sent them out into the night. We'll see how it goes. Who's to say? Um. But um yeah, I think. That, like, all that to say,
0: we wound up with a, a very nice place. I yeah, think. Yeah,
1: I'm excited about our venue. It's a, a dance hall. Um, and it's in Lakeview or Lincoln Park. Would you say?
0: Oh, it's definitely- It's no, it is uh like West Lakeview. Okay. Like, yeah, I would say.
1: Yeah. Um, it's really nice. The people who work there are very sweet, and the space is, like, it's tucked away behind the main ballroom, and it's just this, like, real sweet little place. But, like, we picked it because it would fit the people that we wanted there, and it came with the most stuff. Like, they have rental uh, tables and chairs for a very, very, very reasonable price, and, like, they let us use their overhead projector and things like that. And But we did, like, a lot of venue research work, to find a place that would both hold the people we wanted to be there and, like, look nice and be in a neighborhood where we could, like, get people hotels that they'd be close to. Sure. Um, but that affected the price in a positive way, actually. The space that we found was really reasonable. I think in total it has been, like, $1,400. I can tell you. Oh, yeah, he got the budget no, right there. Right
0: here. Uh, so. He got a
1: spreadsheet tablet. It's very fancy. It's very fancy. Uh,
0: so when... Um, when I adjusted the numbers from the list that the knot gave us, it told us that on our ten thousand five hundred dollar budget we could spend uh nineteen hundred sixty-three dollars. For a venue. For the venue. We wound up spending
1: thirteen ninety-five. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Um, no, and it's a nice space with lots of stuff.
0: So that we lucked there you out. That means that we um, we get, we took that $570 that we saved in not spending that much money and we got to redistribute that. So like that's more money for food, which yeah. we ultimately wound up needed because needing because the food budget went up. We almost doubled the food budget oh, for real? from oh, what okay. the not told us to like to spend money on. But I think that that was something that was a priority. Like yeah. that and I mean that just kind of shows on its face that we wanted really good food. Yeah. Um, and that was going to be really expensive in Chicago because it comes with a lot of people to make it happen. Right. So.
1: And they have to like bring it to us. And uh, mm-hmm. what food are you getting? We're getting tacos. Oh, yum. <laughs> um, there's this great uh, taco place that's actually in, would you say that is Pilsen?
0: It's like University Village. University
1: Village. Um, it's called uh, Yorabe. Okay. Um, and it was a food truck. I don't know if it still is called La Adelita. Um, But they make really good little tacos, and uh, they're bringing us tacos. Oh, wedding tacos. This is what we wanted was, like, wedding tacos to start. And so it was, like, finding the best place that would, like, taste great and provide. um, So if you get, like, catering, you don't necessarily get people who run your catering for you. You have to budget for that, too, if they don't come included. But with Yarabe,
2: they will both bring it and cater, like, so it's sort of a event. package deal, which simplifies perhaps not even just money-wise, but also just like uh, <laughs> so one less know, person to try and corral. Yeah. yeah,
0: but I mean that just goes to show again that like the the people are the expensive part. Of yeah, right, it. like exactly. we are of that nineteen money. of that nineteen hundred dollars. Like we are spending probably four or five hundred dollars just to have those people there. Yeah, um, we're having like which, three
1: people there the whole night to like do the put the stuff out.
0: Again, is something that I prioritize and that yeah, I don't, don't to want to have to pick that right. up. don't want to do it. Like so you that. You're going
2: to be married.
0: I'm going to be married. We're going to be
2: married.
1: <laughs> I don't do that. I'm married. Um, yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit about um, like savings pitfalls. Cause I know that you and I have recently adjusted our savings mm-hmm. rate because um, we were doing things a little, especially for me and I have a tendency to like expect the best behavior of myself and also like, uh, think unreasonably that I don't need to spend money on myself ever. And I, uh,
0: I think I overinflated easy
1: thing to be lofty about. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, I absolutely only need $20 a year to live on for myself. (laughs) Like it's all that other money aside. And like,
2: uh, while that is a lofty goal, it's not super realistic. You got to spend money on stuff to be a person in your day to day life.
0: Yeah. And again, this, unfortunately, I feel like two weeks ago I could have told you what the problem was initially. Um,
2: It's another
1: thing we've forgotten to the sands of time.
0: Yeah. Cause like, uh, so I do all of my, all of my savings based on percentages, really. Like I don't try, like I don't try to bother with dollar amounts. Um, Like my, I'm lucky that I get to, add like a thousand, I get to break up my paycheck a thousand different ways with my direct deposit so yeah. like yeah, I can, you know, I send this much to the savings account and this much to the checking account that Liz and I share and this much to the, my fund money space and this much to my student loans and like uh, I don't, like it means that I'm only ever looking at the money that like I actually have, uh, right, which is really sure. nice. Um, but like I tried to pigeonhole us into doing that and I was like if we save this percentage of our money between now and the wedding like we will get there and like it will be you know it'll be messy like week to week based on like you know if we paid for our CTA card or something that yeah, right. That week, but... Um, and
2: also, like, right now, we're recording this. It's a couple weeks away from Christmas. I know oh, Liz, you blood. and I were talking about this earlier, yeah. like, Christmas debt is a thing. Uh-huh. Like, we're all in the Christmas hole a little bit, but...
0: But, like, in my head, it was like, you know, I think it was something like 12% of our money over a year will equal out to the, that wedding budget, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
2: Which, percentage-wise, when you look at it, is not... It doesn't seem huge. It's like a that seems like a yeah. reasonable amount.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. It's just that that wound up not being sustainable because, like, um, because it, even if we had gotten there numerically, like Uh it wasn't giving us the emotional, right, uh, security that I feel like we needed. Like, um, and that was kind of actually really silly in the end because, like, um, I was able to find, you know, it's simple. Like, I need. This amount of money by this day in September 2018, mm-hmm. um, and I have this many paychecks between then and now. So, like, just see what that takes, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. like, um, we wound up in a much better place. We're like, we now have just like a, a very simple hard dollar amount that we both put in. Every time we get paid, and it's and a livable number. It's a livable number, and the more beneficial thing I think is, especially now that we're getting into the time where we're paying deposits on things and like we need like very specific amounts of money at right. different times. Like I need to know that there will be, you know, four thousand dollars in the account on this date. Like right. when we have you to know, pay a
1: deposit yeah. on something, or right? Gotta, yeah.
0: So <laughs>
1: we have to remember rent.
0: But like I'm looking at this right now, and like I can tell you exactly how much money is going to be in that account twelve weeks from now. I gotta when say the uh, when the deposit on the the venues do right, like yeah, but so I,
1: like this this is such a dizzying thing. Like the figuring out um, figuring out the money of it at all is such a dizzying thing and a hard thing to like wrap your mind around emotionally, especially when like numbers. Like, that deceptive number that The Knot throws out of, like, your wedding's got to cost the average or you're below average in your wedding, like, makes you
2: feel like if you don't do that, you're in some sort of, like, pauper's wedding. Right, and I think that, you know, this is sort of the, the crux of this podcast in many ways is to be like everything about weddings is made up. Like you get to do whatever you want. I mean like our, our tagline, well, the thing I'm trying to turn into our tagline is do what you can can afford, afford. which I think is a very good mantra, which is just like, you know, people do, they have these sort of estimates of like, well, you know, your dress needs to cost X amount of money and we're going to get this another episode. Oh yeah. But uh, that's a line item that changed a lot for us because that was not a priority for
1: me. Sure. I don't really, first of all, a giant floofy wedding dress in the courthouse. It just seems sort of out of place. Sure. And I am really into like teeny tiny, not teeny tiny, but like cocktail length dresses. And I want to wear one of those. Yeah. So it's going to be a lot
0: cheaper. Why so it? keep in mind that this was adjusted for our like median budget wedding, but uh, of our $10,500 budget, the knot told us to spend $610 on Liz's dress, which like,
1: it's not actually a lot for a wedding dress. It's not at all. Right. No,
0: but I, I mean, when you consider that, like, um, so between dress and accessories, all total, it had you at like 750 mm-hmm. for your outfit for the day, not including like hair and makeup and everything else. Right. It told me I could spend $100. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. To clothe myself, like, head to toe. <laughs> like,
1: so just wear a suit you already own because you ain't getting another one. Yeah. Gender roles. Gender roles. Yeah. But yeah, that is like, and that was, I actually, it's weird because for me, that number should be flipped because I'm only going to wear this dress once. Whereas if we get Damon a really nice suit, he can wear it all the time. Right, like that's a thing you can wear many times in your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is like, it's a big old living document and it really, it's been a big source of anxiety to me, but that anxiety has been so much lessened because Damon is good at spreadsheets and we can talk openly about money and work through things together. And like, I'm still paying off a considerable amount of debt on my end from like student loans and personal loans and things like that. But like with this plan, I am not crunched in a way that, like, I could have, if I was planning by myself, I would have been like, oh, I can set aside my whole paycheck.
0: Well, and right. I mean, I think that's just sort of a bigger thing to talk about in terms of, like, deciding that you're ready to get married. Yeah. Like, um, so we were fortunate enough, like, pretty early on in us living together, we decided to take, like, a couple's financial Course, you would call it. Yeah, I don't boot know.
1: Camp, I guess. Course is the best like, way to describe it. So it there's this workshop. Place. Workshop. 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 Workshop
0: is the better term for it. Yeah. Because um, I'll let you describe. Oh sure. outfit.
1: There's this place called Next Door. It's a State Farm run like cafe with
2: classes.
0: It was like a research arm for State Farm. It it is. It's still a thing. Yeah. But like State um,
2: Farm research arm. So like, <laughs>
0: they wanted to know. <laughs> being the stuffy old company that State Farm is, they are like, <laughs>
2: What are the hip we kids need to know what, what are the millennials doing now? <laughs> Hello, fellow children. <laughs>
0: um so they opened up a cafe and they're like, hey, come in and talk to us about your money was and, which is great. Yeah. And it's an awesome service to to be utilized. Right. It's like, not yeah. just
1: like you don't go in there and get coffee and then tell a man about what money you have. You like you get advice like financial you can get financial coaching. You can get like there's classes that they host there from like independent teachers.
0: It's great too because like they don't, even though it's tied to State Farm, like no one's ever tried to sell me anything. No, yeah, that's sure, not what they're about. Good. Yeah, well, like a bagel, but that was from cafe. Oh, yeah, the cafe. a, big, like, a <laughs> not
2: bagel like and a coffee. Insurance. Insurance. Yeah. Um, no one has tried to t- sell me um, life insurance.
0: But we, very specifically, we got uh, encouraged by a friend of mine to take part in this, um, this couple's workshop uh, where it was us and like two or three...
1: Uh, other couple, other
0: couples. Well, there's actually like eight or nine. I guess there was so there was like there eighteen was people a swapping
1: in it. out of people.
0: Not everybody came. We were. I think we were the only ones with like perfect attendance. Neither <laughs> yeah. here nor there. We got
1: gold stars.
0: But it was like we were also the only people that were like new to a relationship. There was one like, couple,
1: this this lady couple that was like very new and it seemed like only one of them wanted to be there and the other one was like, I guess.
0: They also didn't have the best attendance, I will point out. That's true. <laughs>
1: they were only there like half the time. Um, But we got free food. I don't know why you didn't come. You got free food. But lunch. it was like, that's pretty dope. It's great.
0: So yeah. there are th- these two couples, us and this... Uh,
1: Set of married couples?
0: No, the, the couple with the questionable attendance oh. who had been together like a year or less. Yeah. Um, At the but time, we like, had
1: been together about a year,
0: turning serious, um, <laughs> and then the you jumped like five years to like couples who were in their late twenties, early thirties, like getting ready to get married, mm-hmm. and then there were a couple of couples who had been married for like six or seven years, and like
1: they had come back from they were either coming back from or suffering from pretty big financial troubles. Yeah. Um, and then there were some people who were like we want to have kids one day and we don't know, we don't feel like we're set up to do anything like that. And like it, sitting there as a couple who are just like just dating and like, we, we're we like, Ooh, uh, I feel like,
2: should we come back? <laughs> should and like, we like give this a year? <laughs> well,
0: and it's like, uh, I would actually say like, it, I think it says more about people's willingness to talk about money that like these couples were getting to the point where they were getting married or had been married for a considerable amount of time Mm -hmm. before they were like seeking this sort of help. Like, yeah. And
1: like wedding resources that I've seen, like mention that you, like you probably don't have a joint account until you get married. You probably haven't had money talks until you get married. And I actually think that's kind of a,
0: that's very backwards. Yeah. I think
2: definitely, I mean like you don't necessarily have to have a joint banking account until you get married, but if you are getting married to somebody and you have not had any sort of Frank talks with them about money, like don't get married yet. No, that's something you need to discuss. Right. It's like we were talking about in a previous episode about like, don't ever propose to somebody out of the blue. Yeah. If like, they don't, mm-hmm. if you don't know, they're going to say yes. Right. Like don't if, do if it. If you yeah. have not discussed that you are going to get married, do not fucking propose to someone and i think it's the same kind of thing with like <laughs> don't marry someone if you don't know how they handle their money No, oh, yeah. yeah that's a death sentence there are a few
1: things that my mom has said that she um thinks is really important to know about a partner before you get married to them and she was yes. like you should do uh, these things you should uh travel with them you should live with them you should sleep with them and I think I would add to that you should uh, spend money with them. Yeah.
2: I think yeah. that's a very fair list and also very good and progressive of your mom. Except that then my sister took that to be like, okay, I'll sleep around. And my mom was like, no, no, what have I doing? <laughs> and
1: then she melted into a pile of stress. <laughs> well, you know, moms. no
2: parent is perfect. <laughs> but, that, but so this course, this the,
0: the course, I think it was very good. Like it was just very basic personal finance stuff that like you should go over with yourself first but also like be willing and able to talk openly with about your partner and like yeah it made us understand our money very well even back then like we were just you know I was writing you a check for my half of the bills like we weren't sharing money in like a meaningful sense yet right outside of that um (laughs) But I think when the writing was on the wall about getting married, like, you know, we started getting a joint bank account and we When a
2: demon came down and told the two of you that you were due to be wed or the blood pact would be broken, <laughs> then you decided to start talking about budgets.
1: No, no, no. When the Chamber we of were, Secrets
2: was opened. We were keeping the great volcano
1: from exploding. Oh, right, 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 right. Yes, of course, of course, of course. <laughs>
0: But yeah, I well, have to say like I think in a very real sense like we wouldn't have been able to build our wedding budget if we didn't understand what our money was doing Together. Yeah. Right. And we had like, a lot of frank
1: yeah. talks about that. And it was it was hard and really emotional, especially because like I have a lot of guilt about the debt that I carry and like it's been a source like I beat myself up over it and would prefer to not have it, obviously. Sure. <laughs> um but like we would all love to be debt free. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be just? the dream? <laughs> um but I've got like like my priorities with my money, I always want, we've talked about this a lot too as a couple, that like my priorities with my money are that I like, I want to make the people I love comfortable and I want to give them sweet gifts and I want to feed them and like take care of them. And sometimes that means I neglect myself in my own financial needs. And when you are a couple, that's not okay because neglecting yourself is neglecting the couple that you're in. And that means you're neglecting your partner. Yeah which is
2: like a crappy lesson that I have learned and keep learning. (laughs) Right, which is like you can't always be focused on, I think that's a good, not just about money, but that's a good relationship lesson in general. It's like you can't just focus all of your energy on like, I want to save everybody and make my partner happy and I don't need to think about myself ever because like that's not how that works. Nope, not not particularly healthy. (laughs) I
0: think that crosses all kinds of lines. I think you're right. Oh, absolutely. Like, you know, taking care of your body, taking care of like your mental health, like all that stuff. Like if you're not... Right with your, let's the, you know, Get right with apply your, Get right apply with your breathing device before you try to apply it to your child. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, if you've passed out, like you're no use to anyone. Right. So.
2: Or as RuPaul says, if you don't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? Oh, RuPaul. Am I right? RuPaul. Yeah. RuPaul wants he's to come on the show. fine, right? Yeah. He's. You're fine. reacting
0: very somberly. <laughs> oh
2: yeah. No, RuPaul's not dead. <laughs> okay. RuPaul didn't die <laughs> I was just
1: making. He's only sweet, like
0: 60, sweet, right? Sweet, like, sweet
1: person he is. <laughs> I think. I don't know. I've never <laughs> yeah. met him. We'd have to talk to Jaren about that. Yeah, let's talk to Jaren. Jaren.
2: <laughs> we have a friend who is on Drag Race. Not to <laughs> brag. Brag, brag, brag. But um, <laughs>
1: that's why we're talking about RuPaul in this way. Anywho. Anywho, money. Um, but yeah, it is like the thing of it is is that the internet can lead you to believe that you need to have a very large amount of money to have a successful wedding and while you do need a you need a proportional amount of money to the amount of people that you would like to entertain at your wedding right you can do whatever you want and can afford and that should be a discussion that you have actively with your partner and like treat it like a living document and
2: yeah, um, like have it be ongoing. Yeah. So yeah. it's not just like we have decided this thing and that is the word Hold of the Lord. And this is a very Amen. religious episode. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> uh, demons and Talking a lot about
1: God in this episode. Uh, I know uh, a couple of people who are like actively praying
0: for me right
2: now. Well, you know, <laughs> um, shit's real.
0: <laughs> on the point of it being a living document, like we are... As we are rediscovering tonight, that $10,000 number is made up. Like, that was just something we we said that we could spend. And, (laughs) like, we're actively trying to undercut that. Like, I do um, this thing.
1: um, I can't have the Garmin in the car when I'm on road trips by myself because it'll list. It's like my parents' old Garmin. So it'll list when it expects you to arrive at a place. And I go, I'm going to fucking beat that. And I'll, like, scooch a little faster. Oh, yeah. Not like illegally. No, We're like really illegally, but like, you know, and that's the sort of way, illegally. <laughs> gently <laughs> illegally, but that's the sort of way that I think that we've been behaving about
2: this, like savings has been like, we can beat that, yeah. but like a little bit. Well, it's sort of like, so, okay. So this is a side note and we will probably have something about this later when we talk about. Oh. cohabitation or the purchasing of property. Uh, but my boyfriend and I watch a lot of house hunters Oh shit. just yeah. for fun. Uh, and most of the time, because we just look at all of the couples that are on house hunters and just quietly yell, you should be divorced. Oh my gosh. So much. Every couple who I've ever seen on house hunters save like two should be divorced. Yes. Tiny house hunters is the same way, oh, but God, worse. I cannot even <sighs> deal with that. I like, do
0: not want a compost toilet, Carl. <laughs>
2: I watched an episode... We watched an episode of House Hunters (laughs) recently that I, like, fell asleep halfway through, and I'm glad because I could not stand these people. But they were this, like, white, rich, yuppie couple who, like, had a kid and were like, life has greater meaning. We're gonna quit all of our jobs and move to Mexico. And so they were, like, moving to Mexico. House Hunters International? Yeah, it was House Hunters (laughs) International. And so they were, like, moving to Mexico, and they were just That show is
0: a cesspit. It's,
2: It's a nightmare. But they were the worst, and they... This is beside the point. but I love this. So the point of House Hunters being in this conversation is that my favorite part of House Hunters is when the couple picks the house that is above all else under budget. Because oh, yeah. I always say to yeah. myself, I'm always like, that is an extra $10,000. You can use that to build out your kitchen, Sandra. <laughs> Sandra. <laughs> You can get that clawfoot bathtub. You've got all that extra money. Don't fucking spend an extra $15,000 on top of your budget to get this thing that's still only kind of what you want. Yeah,
1: and it's like, okay, the view is great, but this one's not close to your work. And
2: yeah, and that's sort of how we've been rolling with wedding. Coming Mm -hmm. under budget is one of my greatest pleasures in this life.
0: (laughs) Backing up, you get like six months into that house and you regret the clawfoot tub because you're never going to clean into that. That's a home for rats. That's like, yeah, like. You're going to get on your belly.
1: You want want a a weird animal belly in your house? All it is is feet and a belly.
0: Yeah, but she's going to have like the mop Roomba that goes up under there. Oh, dream, (laughs) yeah. Ooh,
1: we're going to talk about wedding registries and how I've considered and rejected probably in my head several times Roombas. Getting a
2: Roomba? Well, this is the question because you have a cat. What would the cat do with a Roomba? Either,
1: actually probably not enjoy it, but I would hope he'd ride on it.
0: I forget how loud they are. I don't, I don't think they're I exceptionally think they like loud. Frrr.
1: It would yeah. probably throw him off. He doesn't like loud noises much. Sure, I don't think. I don't think it's loud, loud the way that.
0: It, I don't think it's loud the way that vacuum is. No,
2: you it's can't, not. Yeah, our, our vacuum upsets you, Damon.
0: It does. It stresses me out.
2: <laughs> it would be louder if it was DJ Roomba, but oh, that's different. I really want a DJ Roomba. <laughs> you can make it happen. I can make it happen. sky's the limit. Uh, we'll talk you could make about a it. DJ Roomba for maybe like six hundred dollars. That's not unreasonable. It's not.
1: What can we cut out of our wedding budget to make room <laughs> to for make DJ, a DJ Roomba? <laughs> he can That's be our DJ. DJ. <laughs> it's gonna be DJ Roomba's gonna be just, at the wedding. It's all it is. Like we don't have a speaker system. It's just a Roomba running up and down the aisles of tables with like a, with like, like
2: a an Amazon like dot on no, it. It's just a it's just one of those birthday cards prepped open. <laughs> it's
1: <says>, like nee <laughs> nee 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 like back and up and down. Yeah, and it's
2: just like getting louder and quieter for like different parts of the room because it's just traversing table. Yeah, and then it's just like. The chicken dance over and over and over again for that same group of people. We can't find it.
0: Well, we have like four hundred dollars for the hotel room. Uh, oh, that we, At we the moment, we have a gift card though.
1: Oh shoot! We should talk about that because probably, money's probably going to go elsewhere and not get room. But yeah. Well,
2: who's to say? Who's to say? So this is a perhaps an important question, and then we will close out this episode. Yeah. But so because we've been talking so much about uh, sort of. Budget being proportional to the number of human bodies that need to be involved in your wedding experience. Mm-hmm. What is your guest list like size wise? I know you maybe have oh. not decided all the people that you're inviting, but how many people are you thinking of? This is a thing. Um, so, Damon. <laughs> So,
0: we live in Chicago. Yes. And getting married in Chicago is expensive. Yes. Agreed. Elizabeth has a somewhat tiny family.
1: I got a family of 20 people.
0: No, like the 20 people was like like friends of your mom included on the, oh, the wedding. I have a very
1: small family, <laughs> yeah. but they're all in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Sure.
0: Um, and I have an exceptionally large Midwestern family. Yeah, They all um, live
1: in the same town.
0: They all live within 40 miles of each other. That's fair. And there is uh, approximately uh, 60 of them. Oh, wow. Um, and this is yeah. just like that's like
1: first cousins
0: that is aunt's uncle's first cousins
1: and their children,
0: first cousins children yeah, uh I mean like my like uh, what did I count beep, beep, beep,
2: beep, beep. my my family, my extended family just on my mom's side, uh with all aunts uncles, spouses, cousins first cousins and then first cousins once removed, i.e. first cousins babies, um, we're close to a hundred. Holy crap. So I get you.
0: <laughs> yeah. So like, and I love them all very much. Um, but like, I also know that a lot of them have voiced, you know, discomfort with the idea of being in Chicago and <laughs> moving around Chicago. My and-
1: favorite thing that they all say whenever we go down to visit uh, is... Man, I love Chicago. It's such a nice place to visit, but I never could live there. And they get this dark look in their eye, like someone's threatened them with living in Chicago before. And you're like, no one's
2: trying to force you to live here. It delights Um, me.
0: um,
2: What beautiful Midwestern babies. But like the,
0: the handoff there is that also that 40 miles they all live within each other of is like, Not particularly conducive to like hotels for the other people that I would invite from elsewhere. They all live near Um, home, so there's not a
1: need for that anyway.
0: Yeah. So, like, uh, it would just be bothersome to like try and invite um, our friends from the city down there and her family from Pennsylvania out there. So, like, we are thinking
1: about how to make it work for all that,
0: all that to be said that um, we're going to have two receptions. Yes. Which oh, also complicates the budget a little bit um and here's another but,
1: thing that we didn't really talk about is parental contributions yeah. um, we uh, we are
0: stubbornly trying to keep it to we, a minimum.
1: We are intensely uncomfortable with accepting help from anybody, but our parents have been like insisting upon being very sweet and loving parents and wanting to help us. so like the the like the cost of my wedding dress, my parents want to help. With that, so that like takes space out of our budget, but like Damon's folks want to,
0: they want to help, and um, I,
1: uh, Newman will maybe let them.
0: I will maybe let them, but like that's another reason we want to try and beat these numbers because we are trying to do two things, Mm -hmm. and like admittedly, both of our receptions will wind up being somewhat casual. Like this is not a black tie affair, Um, but like
1: cocktail picnic.
0: Um,
1: but the real quick answer is. Eighty in Chicago, eighty in Chicago, probably similar. Sixty
0: or seventy downstate. Yeah, all right. Um, So all told, about one hundred and forty people, which is like a ridiculous amount of people to.
1: But it's not because like it's not. (sighs) Some weddings have the whole. That's one. That's one. No,
0: I get that. And if we did
2: your family and mine in one spot, it would be. Which is, and that's also like. If that were all in one wedding, that's still like a reasonably small wedding as far it as does weddings fall go. fall under like <sighs> medium. I know that. Which right? is stressing out. Isn't it that's so weird?
0: Also, like, I just don't want to be in a room with that many people well, at once.
1: Well, it's hard because, like, if you, you're you asking people to come and celebrate for you and you want to be able to, like, see everybody and say hi and that you love them.
2: Right. And if there's too many people, there's, I guarantee it's you, it's there's someone impossible. I won't
1: talk to all night. Oh, I, I have
2: 100% been to weddings that I was personally invited to, not just like that yeah. I went went to as a plus one, but like that I was personally invited to where I did not see or speak to the bride or groom. Dang. Like, you yeah. know, like because there were just so many people and so many things that they had to do. And like, that has absolutely happened. And I think it happens all the time because sometimes there are just so many fucking people at your wedding that you can't do anything about it. Yeah. And there's no, no physical way you could say hi to all of them. Right. You. Cause everybody wants to talk to you and, and you then have like to be all of 11. your, <laughs> all of your weird aunts need to like talk to you for 45 minutes. They and gotta it, give you all their wedding it's advice. It's a whole thing. Yeah. All their advice about uh marriage longevity.
1: <laughs> but I think I think I feel good about the place that we are in, and it is a challenge for sure. But it's a formative challenge, the kind of thing where like we're both learning about how to be better partners to each other, financially, and how to um, communicate about stuff that's kind of uncomfortable because you should be able to do that with a person you want to yoke your life to. Right? <laughs> Cuz
2: guess what? Life is uncomfortable. Life is uncomfortable. I think 2017s taught us that. I think it's taught us that we all need to be having more conversations with each other about literally everything anything and everything. So I think it's a fair it's a fair bet. <laughs> um
1: I think that's all. And I Damon is there anything else you'd like to add? Cuz you, thank you for being our guest also by thank the way. Thank you
0: for
2: your spreadsheet knowledge and your spreadsheet.
0: Oh knowledge. yeah. I'm gonna make a copy of this so you can put in like show notes and stuff too. Thanks. If you right? want, yeah, I might blot out some names and stuff. But yeah, okay, but don't
2: but let you anybody wanna... know
0: <laughs>
1: who we're not
2: inviting. Yeah, <laughs> the big old list with an X through it. Um, that would be great. Yeah, that'll be good because I think that also is, this has been a good, useful thing about like practical knowledge and practical like how you actually accomplish these things, and it's by writing it all out and looking at it with a with a firm analytical eyeball. Ew. <laughs> Yeah, Ew. i feel gross about that. I'm sorry. Ugh. Okay.
1: Well, I, I made my mom turn the podcast uh, off. Okay.
2: Well, <laughs> surprised, Lisa, we're already at the end. For my
1: eyeballs, mom. Plot
2: twist. Um, um. Go on. Oh, I was just gonna say that's <laughs> that's all that I've got. I have been Tegan. and I have been Liz, and this has been our guest, my fiance Damon. Bye. Uh, and today, uh, especially today and all days, but today especially, uh, do what you can afford. Do what you can afford. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to My Wedding Industrial Complex. If you have any thoughts or comments you would like to send to us, you can contact us at mwicpodcast at gmail.com. You can get in touch with us on our website, which is myweddingindustrialcomplex.wordpress.com. Thanks to our composer, Charles E. Miller, for a theme song. And as always, do what you can afford.